Howdy folks, this is Lords of Order, episode 136. Lords of Order is a DC's Dr. Fate fan podcast, and it has a host named Ed Moore. That is me. For feedback, you can tweet me at Teal Productions, T-E-A-L. On Facebook, you can go to the pages Teal Productions or Lords of Order. The Dr. Fate Fan Podcast is the Gmail address for email. Website is bigtimenoise.com slash drfate. And we have forums at justanotherfanboy.freeforums.net. The story, 13 Against Evil, that we're looking at is from Justice League of America, issue 108. Cover dated November, December 1973, on sale August of 1973. Scripted for us by Lynn Ween, penciled by Dick Dillon, inked by Dick Giordano, colored by Glennis Oliver, and lettered by Ben Oda. On the cover, we have in the middle of the art page, two triangles, one pointing down, one pointing up, separated by a space. The upper triangle says... Is this how World War III will be fought in the bottom triangle between the superheroes of two different Earths? On the left side, rushing in towards the middle, we have JSA members. Dr. Fate, Sandman, Superman, Batman. From the right, rushing in towards the middle, we have Freedom Fighters members. Human Bomb, The Ray, Uncle Sam, and Black Condor. Now we start the splash page, narrator tells us, concluding the most fantastic adventure to date of the Justice League of America. And we have an image of the combined JSA-JLA force backdropped by a rippling American flag facing off against the Freedom Fighters with Superman pointing, saying, Uncle Sam, we accuse you and your friends of betraying America. And he's pointing at five members of the Freedom Fighters. Six members. Our narrator tells us, presenting Earth-X, the interdimensional world where Nazi Germany won the Second World War and now controls the planet. Into this oppressive parallel reality comes a handful of avenging figures determined to free the Earth or perish in the attempt. But if our opening scene is any indication, one must truly wonder if they will be 13 against the Earth or 13 against themselves. We start off with Uncle Sam bringing us up to speed as to what happened. JSA, JLA, Earth-1, Earth-2 working on a device called a transmatter cube, one each, that allows members to transport to the other world effectively, rather than waiting for that point one time a year when um, augmented transportation was easiest. With the transmatter cube, they'll be able to journey anytime they want. Dr. Fate... Superman and Sandman are the subjects for the JSA of Earth-2. The Elongated Man, Green Arrow, and Black Canary are those being transported or transmatted, actually, by from the JLA of Earth-1. Something happened, and the six members plus a hidden tag-along in Red Tornado from Earth-1 are sent to Earth-X and crash land there attacked by the Nazis that have taken over the planet, having won World War II several years back, only to be rescued by the members of the Freedom Fighters. Taken to the Freedom Fighters hideout, our seven JLA-JSA members and six Freedom Fighter members divide up into three teams, each team to locate and destroy a mind-controlling device hidden somewhere on the planet. They know the places where they're hidden. That is how the Nazis are keeping... The entire world in thrall is by these mind-control devices. 
our first mission was last episode, and uh, you'll have to listen to episode 135. I forget who it was. But now it was Paris, and it was Batman, the Ray, and somebody else. I forget. But now we're in Japan at Mount Fujiyama. This is Superman, Dollman, Green Arrow, and Phantom Lady. They attack the guards that are guarding the location, uh, not having too much trouble getting rid of them. After that fight, we have our first of many ads. This is for the Daredevil Stunts Wild Action Set, the Turbo Tower of Power from Kenner. Five exciting Kenner action sets. The Tower Car Cycle Action Set, the Tower Cycle, the Car Stunt Set, and the Deluxe Thriller Set. Between those sets, we have four cars and four motorcycles that are wound up uh, maybe by air, it looks like at this point. Next page is a half-page subscription ad for DC Comics, and then the bottom half is an ad for the 100-page Super Spectaculars that DC is putting out for only 50 cents. And this one that they're highlighting is the Flash Super Spectacular. So the superheroes uh, turn over all the weapons to several of the local Japanese that are at Mount Fujiyama to uh, worship this being a very, very holy place in Japan. The heroes descend into the volcanic caldera looking for the mind control device and find it hidden behind an invisible wall. Smashing the wall, Superman allows the fort to gain entrance. The computer can speak and can act on its own volition, but it cannot move around like a transformer. We found all of this out last episode in the first mission. Superman runs up and tags the machine with his fist. The machine then says that any attempt made to destroy this mechanism will resort in the immediate obliteration of the island of Japan. And so suddenly uh, the entire room, the entire mountain is, is trembled, rumbled, big noise. Everybody's thrown around. Superman leaves to go keep the island from sinking. He finds a huge fissure opening making its way towards the island of Japan. So he is using his power to hold that fissure together, giving Green Arrow, Phantom Lady, and Dollman the opportunity to defeat the computer and turn off whatever it is doing to cause these fissures. They try, they fail, they try, they fail, until finally, having successfully completed a secret mission that was between Green Arrow and Dollman, they do defeat the computer, the trashing, the destruction of Japan ends and Superman comes and is updated on what transpired as Phantom Lady and Green Arrow kept the machine occupied. Doll Man snuck inside and started ripping wires apart until everything ceased. We then have an ad for the Tarzan of the Apes giant supersize issue and a full page ad for a postage free coupon can change your life for two free books looks like educational books yes from the cleveland institute of electronics in cleveland ohio how to get a commercial fcc license and succeed in electronics they can be yours for the nominal price of zero next up is the mission of black condor sandman and uncle sam as they go to mount rushmore to defeat to trash, to destroy the mind control device hidden there. Sneaking up on the guards, Elongated Man takes them out first. Then Uncle Sam, Black Condor, and Sandman arrive. 
dispatching guards in each of their own unique ways. Next is a half-page ad for the Passaic Comic Catalog number 11. Last issue, we were looking at catalog number 10 from Passaic Book Center of Passaic, New Jersey. And a half-page ad for Sea Monkeys. And as I have said every time I had Sea Monkeys, they were pretty cool. Next is a full-page ad to get six LPs or five tapes for only 99 cents. I believe the tapes are 8-track, not cassettes. We have a list here on the side. Uriah Heep, Steely Dan, Moody Blues, Fifth Dimension, Mandrill, James Brown, Record Club of America, world's largest and lowest price record and tape club. That is your option. We have another full page ad continuing. So the ad is on two facing pages, left and right. The Record Club of America at, uh, let's see, doesn't give us an address here to send it to. Well, how do you know where to send it to? Oh, here, York, Pennsylvania. There it is, the Record Club of America, Club Headquarters, York, Pennsylvania. Direct Currents. We haven't seen one of those in a little while. Updating on all the currently out and upcoming books. Back to our story show. What have you. Uncle Sam, Black Condor, Elongated Man, and Sandman arrive at the supercomputer, but this supercomputer blocks the assault by doing various things in a radius around from it. The first thing it does is sets up a wall of fire, but gas, uh, uh, Sandman is able to use gas and puts out the fire. Next, it electrifies a radius 15 feet in front of it, all the way back to the device itself, electrifying the ground. But they jump in close and trash the machine, but the machine will not be trashed as everyone is punching and flicking and, and stomping and gassing and on it. Nothing happens. Then the elongated man says, uh, let's hold up, guys. I think I know what's going on. As he often says, his nose is twitching, and the twitching nose means that he's found a clue. Up above the computer is a bird that has been hovering the entire time they have been there. An elongated man is going to tell them what that means. However, we first have a full-page ad for Corgi's Special Assignment Cars, Action Adventure Authentic. We have the Batman set, the American LaFrance fire engine, the Mack crane truck, the U.S. racing buggy, and the Starfighter jet dragster, all from Corgi. As fast and furious as you can imagine, it says. These Corgi models are distributed by Reeves International, Broadway, New York, New York. Now, the elongated man tells them that I believe that that bird is the connection that is allowing the real computer to cast a mirage of itself. And that's why we can't destroy this computer, because it is but a mirage. And so we are doing nothing. So they take out the bird and track it back to inside the new head that's out on Mount Rushmore, which is a head of Adolf Hitler, adding to the other four heads that are, I forget, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Roosevelt, and somebody else. I forget who they are. I've never been there. And Hitler, now, in on EarthX. So they smash Hitler's face, and hidden inside is the final mind control device, which they destroy. But they also note, nothing feels really any different here. Sorry about that. Got a call and had to take it. It was the wife on the way home asking about dinner. Very important discussion. So, our quartet of heroes, including Elongated Man, Sandman, Black Condor, and Uncle Sam, have 
destroyed the final device, uh, mind-controlling device, but feel that it has not made a significant change. Either way, they're all transported back, uh, joining the other two groups that are transported back to the hidden Freedom Fighters lair where Red Tornado is waiting for them. They discuss what's going on. Well, we don't think there's been any changes, and Superman starts to act kind of weird. Yes, that's something we've been wondering about, too. What did happen to all that dominating energy, Uncle Sam? Huh? What in thunderation you asking us for? You figure we stole that energy? As a matter of fact, and he smacks uh, Uncle Sam's chest. We do, Superman says. Batman continues, who else stands to gain from control of such monumental power? With your own super abilities and the mind control energy, you six plan to gain planetary dominion. Domination, excuse me. Human bomb, what are you gibbering about? Superman pointing akin to what is on the splash page to open the book. Isn't it obvious, Uncle Sam, we accuse you and your companions of betraying America and the world? And they light into the Freedom Fighters. And, of course, the Freedom Fighters defend themselves. Superman and Uncle Sam uh, face off. Dr. Fate and the Ray face off. Green Arrow and Black Condor face off. Doll Man and Elongated Man face off. Phantom Lady and Batman face off. Meanwhile, in each of those, well, except for the first, the Batman-Uncle Sam face-off panel, he's not there. But in the other four face-off panels, we also have somewhere in the image the Red Tornado. And he's thinking, hmm. Yada yada, yada yada, yabba yabba. And with any luck, I'll be able to follow those impulses right back to their source before my associates can kill one another. So he's going to track what he feels is the radiation that has now turned the JLA-JSA members as it has turned everyone else on the planet. So they, the heroes, finally have succumbed. Our freedom fighters are immune, we found out. So that means there is a transmitter left. Reddy's going to trace it back, and he traces it back to a huge satellite, probably in geosynchronous orbit, probably approximately 22,300 miles above the Earth's surface. The satellite allows Red Tornado entrance, and as he goes in, he comes face-to-face with the Fuhrer. Adolf Hitler, he exclaims. He continues, ready does. Your reign of terror is over, madman. You have one second to deactivate your mind-controlling mechanisms before I deactivate you. And Hitler says, wait, stay your hand, let me speak. And basically he asks Reddy to join him. Reddy says, never, wham, and punches Hitler in the face, a la Captain America way back in 1940-whatever on the cover of his book. What? Reddy says, the force of my blow knocked his head off. I've been dealing with an android. And then behind a wall, as panels are sliding open, a voice says, A being not unlike yourself, intruder. Initial physiological scan indicates you are also an android. This is the final mind-controlling robot. Once again, it attempts to convert Red Tornado, but Red Tornado attacks. The computer calls for help, and the android guards that have just been standing there attack Red Tornado. He dispatches them pretty quickly, goes after the uh, supercomputer, but before he can really do anything, come to find out the usage of his powers in the atmosphere of the satellite have uh, knocked it out of whack. It is now falling out of orbit, crashing into an ocean somewhere. 
Red Tornado escapes just in time, something clutched in its hand. He flies on to the secret headquarters of the Freedom Fighters and details to them everything that he discovered and what he did and what happened and everything. Da 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 da. Good. So now they have finally, hopefully, gotten rid of all the mind control devices on the on the planet. But Superman says that's you know just sweetikins. But we're still stuck here. So what are we going to do? And Red Tornado says, Well, I may have just the thing. I removed this from the mind control machine before it was destroyed. Unless I'm mistaken, this is the mechanism that allowed the four devices to mentally communicate with one another over great distances, and with a little alteration, may well allow us to contact our respective Earths. So they tinker with it until they are able to communicate with Earth-1 and Earth-2, who both tune their respective transmatter devices to the Earth-X-dimensional hum and bring their members home to their Earth, leaving Uncle Sam to intone on the final panel, yeah, Doc, maybe we will. As Dr. Midnight says, We gave you nothing, good uncle. What you have gained this day, you earned. Farewell, friends. Perhaps we shall meet again someday. Narrator tells us a Justice Leaguer quits, plus the sensational return of the most oft-demanded hero villain in comics. All this and more in Doom of the Divided Man. That's next issue. So what would that be? 109 of Justice League of America. All right, and at this point, I do realize that I failed to mention places where this is reprinted, so let me drop that in here. Crisis on Multiple Earths, September 2004, number three. Showcase presents Justice League of America 6, 2013. Justice League of America, the Bronze Age Omnibus, number one, 2017. Crisis on Multiple Earths, number two, March 2022. So those are all the places that issue 108 of the first volume of Justice League of America are reprinted. So I think that'll finish up looking at the Freedom Fighters, who in just mm, a couple years from now will gain their own title. 1974. This is right at the end of, uh, well, no, this is at the end of 73. So later on the next year, 1974, they get their own title. So this may well have been the lead in to that. Next issue, we're going to be looking at the 1959 volume of Flash, the first volume. Issues probably combining 236 and 237. 236 has some significant Dr. Fate in it. 237 doesn't, but it's the continuation of the storyline, the culmination of it. So I will look at that and try to sum that up and, and add that to the story in talking about 236. So that's what we have in store for next episode next month guys thanks for listening thanks for hanging out with me for a little while i'll talk to you guys next time ciao